those hands together all over this place come on let's give the glory to the Lord oh magnify the Lord with me come on and let us exalt his name together for he deserves the glory he deserves as anybody know he's still worthy come on somebody praise him that knows that he's still in control come on somebody that knows that your prayers aren't hitting the ceiling come on open your mouth if your mask is not a muzzle and let's lift a shout let your voice hey glory I feel him let your voice be heard glory to our God for Yahweh most high God we honor you and we bless you in Jesus name nothing wrong with praising him come on and so if you will right now in this place I encourage you to go ahead and grab your Bibles while we're still standing we're gonna go to Matthew chapter 7 what book did I say we're going to Matthew chapter 7 we stand in honor of the reading of God's Word because uh, it is inspired of God it is profitable to correct us it's profitable to build us it's profitable uh, for us to be able to learn from it what is necessary for us to go to the next level in every area of our lives any witnesses that love the Word of God okay any witnesses that love the Word of God praise the Lord and so I'm gonna read from the English Standard Version if you don't have a Bible I encourage you to download the U version app it's really dope plus you don't need to just be reading the Bible on Sundays just like you don't eat once <laughs> and then it fills you for the rest of the week no you got to be eating every day and plus I could be lying to you come on somebody fact check check what I'm saying and so um, you know I want to encourage you this uh, the Matthew is the first book in the second half of the Bible for those who are new to Bible and so I encourage you to turn there Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 through 27 the Bible declares and says everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man somebody say a wise man be like a wise man who built his house on the rock verse 25 says and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house but it did not fall somebody say it did not fall oh I feel my help right here because it had been founded on the rock if we could continue verse 26 says and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man everybody say a foolish man who built his house on the sand verse 27 last one for our reading says and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it remain standing as we go before the Lord in prayer God I'm so thankful for this preaching moment thank you so much for your word oh God thank you Lord for allowing me the opportunity to be able to share it today I pray Lord for everyone who is under the sound of my voice God that you would touch hearts and minds that you would open them to not just hear but receive and walk out that which they hear on today not only this Lord I remember all of our friends around the greater Toronto area every church that is preaching your gospel today Lord we are not in competition with them we are their co-laborers and so we pray that you would let them win today let the gospel be so efficacious through their experience 
Lord, that lives would be saved and changed just as we are praying and believing for you to do here. And remember our friends all around the world, wherever your gospel is preached, let your power be manifest for your glory. And we thank you and give you praise in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. Can you put those hands together one more time on your way to your seat? Go, go ahead and look at your neighbor uh, through your mask and just don't touch them or anything, but just tell them uh, blood, sweat, and tears. Come on, blood, sweat, and tears. You know, and I just want to take a moment. I'm excited in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, we're not just experiencing losses, but we're also experiencing uh, people being born. Come on, somebody. And I got a very exciting text message uh, on this. Actually, yesterday, I got a very exciting text message with some pictures. I don't know. Uh, some of you, a lot of you are new, actually. And so uh, those who are in the room, but those who are watching, uh, I got a message from the Rogers family, Roy and Renee Rogers, uh, and they had their baby girl. Come on, somebody. Can we just celebrate them? And their princess was born, and we just celebrate with them, and we celebrate with you as if you're watching. And, uh, and we're just grateful for lives that are being born uh, in this time as well. So listen, I'm excited because uh, we're, going, we're going to part two of our Blood, Sweat, and Tears series. I am excited because um, as I shared with you last week, um, you know, this uh, is now my 16th year of pastoral ministry, my 16th ministerial anniversary. And uh, I'm excited because over these 16 years, you know, there have been a number of things that I have learned, been a number of things that I've experienced that have helped me, um, you know, in my journey. And I feel like it's not just me uh, as it pertains to, we talked last week about the calling of God and obeying and walking out that which God has called us to do. But I believe that as I'm saying, it's not just me. I believe that all of us, uh, we have been called of God and we have distinct assignments in the earth. And the goal and the desire of each and every single one of us should be to leave this place having fulfilled everything. Somebody say everything. Everything that God has placed in us and on our lives to do. And last week we spoke about, you know, because again, this idea of blood, sweat and tears Putting in work. Somebody say, it takes work. It takes work. It's work, fam. You know, ministry is not a cakewalk by any means. And I expressed to you last week, and then even just in your life, it, whether you're a business owner and your assignment is to minister in an entrepreneurial endeavor, uh, or whether you are a minister at your school uh, and you teach, especially in a time like this, in an unprecedented moment and day and age that we're in, you know, the fact of the matter is that it is not easy. And I'll tell you what, if it wasn't COVID, it would be something else. How many of you are witnessing here that know that trouble didn't start for the first time when COVID showed up? You know, we've been had problems and, you know, and we'll continue to have to face stuff. But the fact of the matter is that God, that God, even in the midst of challenge, has the same assignment on our lives and expects by his grace and through the power of the Holy Spirit for us to walk out that which he has called us to. Can I get a good amen right there? And so the fact is that as we're talking about this, I've been challenging you last week. We talked about, you know, walking in your assignment and in your calling, uh, you know, not just guessing through life, but seeking God for it. And that we've got to be to the place where we do so even in the midst of where people are coming against us, right? Where there is challenge through people and people may oppose as Satan is the adversary. He's, his name means opponent, 
And so you understand that people who operate in the spirit of Satan are adversaries. They are opponents. They come against what it is that God has called you to do. And so in the midst of criticism, we still need to be faithful and we still need to walk out what God has called us to do. And so here I love this because I want to jump in today uh, and, you know, just looking back again, man, I'll never forget. Like I told you, one of the reasons why I said I will never be a pastor on that on Rakewood Crescent as I was walking down the street with my sister. One of the biggest reasons why I said that and I declared it emphatically is because I'll never forget. I told you my dad. Uh, he is someone who is a, you know, he is, he's incredibly generous. He's in, he, has, he has a massive spirit of service. And even as a pastor, that is, he just told us yesterday, it's been 60 years that my dad has been in ministry. Uh, and it's just nuts. And I honor him for his dedication. And one of the things he does, he started, pioneered over 20 years ago, a homeless feeding program that feeds homeless, hundreds now of homeless people uh, downtown Toronto, but literally hundreds around the world uh, from this program. And I'll never forget, man, he was loving on some people when uh, he started. And one day, the van that we had, the van that he used, that he bought, we got specifically for this homeless feeding program. I'll never forget we were getting ready to leave. And as we were leaving the house, we go outside and the van is, we looked and it saw, we saw like, it seemed like a tire was flat. And then as we got closer, we saw slash marks all through the tires. And the, the van, somebody had found our house and they slashed the tires and, you know, and at that moment, as you can imagine, as a child, I'm feeling completely unsafe. I'm like, man, you know, am I, what, who in the world was able to find our house? We later found out it was someone who my parents had been serving and they came and they found our house and all this sorts of stuff. And this was a challenging moment, you know, for us, you know, and, and, and I'll never forget just being in a place where I felt unsafe right in that moment. And then fast forwarding, fast forwarding to my own experience. I was in that room, if you remember a few weeks ago, I was talking about the church that we started and we were in an upper room in a grocery store. Uh, and this was back in 2005. And man, I, that same moment that I felt where I was unsafe, it popped up again. It was a different moment uh, than the one that we had experienced when I was a child. I was sitting there and somebody decided to make an appointment with me. And I'm like, all right. Cool. I was freshly minted pastor. I'm to the place where I'm like, I'm just so excited. That, at those times, it's like somebody, anybody that asks you to do anything, you're ready to do it. You're like, you want to be married? Okay. Cat, uh, you want to be married to the dog? Let's do it. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do everything. You know, like, I just, how, who I can preach to, whatever. I was just ready. And so people, this, this individual showed up. And they're like, I want to meet with you. And I said, okay. I didn't have no assistant back then. Didn't have anybody to buffer anything, any of this nature. Didn't know what they wanted to meet for. But I'm like, yes, let's go. So up in the office, in this upper room, in the back of the grocery store, <laughs> with nobody there, this guy comes in the office and he slides over a manila envelope to me. And I'm like, hi. He's just very, just looking at me kind of. You know, like, uh, just, just looking at me really uh, challenged. And at that moment, I'm just kind of like, what's going on here? But I didn't think, think too much of it. So I took the envelope. I'm like, you know, is it some money to build a church in here or something? No, I get the thing. And he, in there, there was a news clipping about how um, this individual robbed a bank 
um, with a gun and a Bible. And then thereafter, you know, I kept reading and I'm just looking like, okay, this is not going how I expected. And then I continue to read. And as I'm continuing to read, I noticed that he talks about how he was locked. It talks about how he was locked up and he was in prison and the dates, you know, and all this sorts of stuff. And I'm like, okay, that was just uh, not too long ago. And then when I'm continuing to read, it talks about how while the person was in prison, they there was somebody that was getting married in a chapel and they somehow was able to they were able to get out and get their hand on a squeegee and some razor blades and decided to go into the chapel and started slashing up the people that was in the chapel. So as you can imagine, fam, and he's just standing, sitting there looking at me, blank faced, and he he goes on and proceeds to tell me some things that were very disturbing. And I am give, I have no clue in that moment how to explain to you how I felt, how threatened I felt. I'm like, why are you showing this to me in this moment? And I am here all by myself in this back room in the grocery store with this guy who is telling me this stuff. Now, mind you, I love everybody. Jesus can change anyone. Doesn't matter what your past is like. But how many of you know that it probably would have been a little more wise for me to suss it out and to figure out who the person was, what they were looking for, what their desire was, well, a little more about their background, kind of like what we do now, before sitting down and meeting with them. At that time, I had no clue. I had no clue that I should have exercised more wisdom in connecting with people. I didn't realize that there needed to be a buffer. I didn't realize that although I had a heart and a love to be able to minister and to help people, that there probably should be some wisdom that is attached to the steps that I'm taking. Somebody sees where I'm going today. I just want to encourage you around the understanding and later little did we know uh, it came out that this guy was not only a problem. I was able to get out of that experience by just not saying anything crazy. Praise God. And he left and he actually ended up being banned from our, uh, from the town where we were in in that moment. And we never saw him again. And, you know, and so I'm grateful for God's protection. But the fact of the matter is in that moment, it was where I was established. I'm not meeting with people unless I know what they want. Where they come from, I have to exercise wisdom. And the fact of the matter is, where are you going with this, Pastor Andrew? The fact is that many of us are called and many of us have an assignment on our lives. And many of you have been walking it out, but you've been doing so without using wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. And there are many things that we experience in our lives that we think are just, oh, this just must be the will of the Lord and I'm just suffering as a good Christian. Come on, somebody. When in actuality, some of us, including myself, and now thank God for wisdom, we put ourselves in situations and the damage and the things that we experience are not because the devil did it to us, but it's because we did not use wisdom. How many of you know we give the devil more credit than he deserves? Come on, somebody. A lot of us, we blame the devil. The devil made me do it. We rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus. And oftentimes, we need to be rebuking ourselves. Oh, can I just keep it 100 today? And so the fact is that you're wondering, what does any of this have to do with anything? I want you to understand, and I want to tell you, as you are building, 
as you are exercising blood, sweat, and tears, as you are busting your tail and talking about how all this stuff that you have to do, it is very easy for us to be going hard and going ham and going nuts and doing all sorts of stuff, but we're doing so without wisdom. And the fact is that God's desire for us, here it is, and if you're note taken, this is something that's noteworthy. Somebody put it in the chat. God's desire is for us to build with wisdom, not just passion. Come on, can I talk to somebody? Can I say that again? God's desire is for us to build with wisdom, not just passion. And there are many of us that we are passionate, like me. Come on, somebody. You're willing to do anything because of the passion and the calling that's on your life. But you have not yet opened yourself to the wisdom of God. Come on, somebody. And I'm believing that there are many of us, there are some of you who are in here today, and some of you who are watching online, that you have been striking, you have been moving, you have been swinging the axe, but you have not been doing so wisely. Come on. And instead of chopping the tree down, you've been hitting other people and you've been damaging relationships so I feel the spirit of prophecy on me in this moment because there are many of you that have been damaging relationships when you're supposed to be swinging the axe to chop down wood to get the materials that are necessary for you to be able to build and for many of you God is saying it's not that you're not trying hard enough but it's not that it's that you're not working wisely enough Oh, can I just talk to somebody? Because someone's like, man, I've been busting my tail. I've been putting in the blood, sweat, and tears. I've been doing all of this. Come on. I've been putting in the time. I've been doing all this. But I'm not seeing the fruit that I am desirous of seeing. And many times, it's not because you're not putting in the effort. A lot of times, it is because you and I are not walking and working with wisdom. Look at the person next to you, look in your neighborhood with your mask on and tell them you got to work with wisdom. Come on. You got to work with wisdom. There is a reason why I don't meet with young ladies by myself. Come on, somebody. Then in over the amen, Pastor Chantal. You know, there's a reason why. Come on. Because not that I think that you're going to do something. Come on. It's not that I don't trust myself. Some, some people, I can't trust them if I could just keep it honest. Uh, but at the end of the day, instead of judging and saying what I'm going to do or what you're going to do, I would rather just meet with you with my wife or some other trusted person. Y'all don't want to be real with me. And that the fact of the matter is it's wise to make sure that there are safeguards in place and that is wisdom even if it don't make sense to you oh the pastor just think he too high and mighty why is it that when i call you know i can't just call his cell phone why is it that i just can't you know immediately just get an appointment is it do you have i'm not even gonna get into it in this moment but i have endeavored and decided to walk in wisdom come on somebody i've got to guard and protect myself and the fact is that i believe that god what god has called me to build in my life uh, not only these 16 years but beyond the desire is for there to be longevity my desire is not to be a flash in the pan come on can i get a witness if there's anybody you want to build something that's going to impact the generation i feel this preach creeping up on me uh, but you want to build something that's going to impact your grandchildren and your children's children and consequently there's some decisions that you have to make to make sure that you're that you are secure are you with me so it's not just about passion it's not just about efforts there's wisdom that is in place. There's wisdom and God's desire is for us to walk in wisdom. There's a story in the book of Acts chapter 3. What book did I say? 
And I'm not going to turn there for the sake of time, but I'm going to summarize it for you. This, this dude, uh, he is at a gate called Beautiful. And you can write it down, Acts chapter 3, verse 1 through 10. Read it on your personal Bible study time. And this guy, he is there. He's been begging. Uh, and it's somewhat of a paradox because at, at a gate called Beautiful, there is a beggar juxtaposed uh, against a gate that is called Beautiful. And so this sight, this, this sight of this person who is there, he is lame and he is begging. And the Bible makes it clear that uh, two of Jesus' disciples, Peter and John, somebody say Peter and John, demand them. They were just like serious about action fam, right? And so they, they went through and they're always just looking for it to be on and popping. And they're going to the house of prayer, the Bible says. And as they are headed there, they see this man there. And what I love about it is the man in that moment reaches out and says, hey, he says, hey, and he looks at them, the Bible says, to receive money from them. And in that moment, here it is, watch this, they look at him. And when he's looking at them to receive money, Bible says they look at him and they say, silver and gold, have I none? Come on, somebody. Oh, I want you to stay with me. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And so in that moment, they are able to be able to imbue him with the power that came from the Holy Spirit. And he gets up, he's jumping and he's leaping and praising God. And the Bible makes it clear that he ends up as a result of this. Peter preaches a sermon that 2000 people end up getting saved as a result of. All because of what happens. Now, mind you, look, 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 look. I want you to know that it's not just the miracle of the guy getting up and leaping and praising God. The guy would not have been able to get up and leap and praise God if Peter and John were not sensitive in that moment to give him and wise enough in that moment to give him what he needed as opposed to what he wanted. Oh, who am I talking to? Uh, they could have just joined with everybody else. Come on, somebody. And gave him money that would have just pacified and been a band-aid to his situation. But what God wanted to do online, what God wanted to do in his life was he wanted his situation to be transformed forever. And God wanted it not only that, but he wanted his life to become an altar call. Come on, somebody. To that in addition to the 3,000 people that got saved at Pentecost, 2,000 more got saved because of what God did in his life how many of you know that God's desire for you as you minister in your beauty salon as you minister on your business as you minister at your job as I minister in this pulpit is not for us to give people what they want come on somebody because God didn't call you to the ministry of pacification oh I feel this but God has called you to the ministry of transformation Oh, I'm feeling this thing. I'm about to run around this place. God, in fact, that's good enough. Somebody ought to put that in the chat. You ought to look at your neighbor and tell them, neighbor. Come on, talk with your loud voice. Tell them, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. God didn't call you to the ministry of pacification. 
Come on. God don't want you to be pacifying people. God doesn't want you to be giving folk band-aids. Come on. God's desire, even if it burns, is for you to put something on people that will heal them and will cause them to come to their lives, to be to a place of altar call. Oh, I want to declare it to somebody in this place today. But Peter and John had to release and give themselves to the wisdom of God in that moment to note that what he needed was not money what he needed was transformation oh my and so they listened they listened and consequently God positioned them to get to give him what he needed as opposed to what he wanted that's what I'm telling you today there are many of you even in your business this is just to help someone you've been giving people uh, in many regards what they want and God is trying to give you the wisdom to cut through the clutter to give folk what they need come on somebody and there are many of you you've been trying to fit in with everybody else and to do what everybody else is doing and to offer what everybody else is offering and God God is saying, I'm not trying to position you to offer what everybody else is offering. I want that when folk come to you, they have such an indelible experience on their lives. Come on, that it leads to transformation and I get the glory. Come on, if you believe that God's getting ready, I'm, I'm, I'm releasing even now impartation of wisdom to those of you, of you who are in this house and those who are online. You ought to put those hands together. If you believe that you're getting ready to walk into wisdom, open your mouth and give the Lord a shout. In this place they say silver and gold have I none wisdom tells you the appropriate material to build with for the situation it tells you it tells you godly wisdom will tell you what you're supposed to do and what you're supposed to build with I, I, I love this I hope that you're grabbing this and and you know this is the fact that that when we're talking about building with wisdom not just building uh, with stuff but building with wisdom this is why it is that we uh, that we that we note that that that, uh, that that in the text today somebody say in the text in the text it records in Matthew 7 24 says everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a, man, a wise man who builds his house on the rock and this notice he says the wise man is someone who does what Jesus says. So the words of God, you have, you have the, you have the, uh, the word, you're walking in the words of God, which are consequently positions you to be in a, a position of wisdom. You have God's backing as opposed to doing what you want and then begging God to bless it. You position yourself where you find out what God wants and then you walk therein. And that positions you to be wise and to build and have at the substratum or the foundation of what you're building godly wisdom somebody say godly wisdom God's desire is for you to build to build and to build with his backing here it is God desires for us to be building with his backing that's that that's uh, noteworthy God's desire uh, is for us to be building with his backing uh, he wants for you to be building uh, based upon what it is that he said and sometimes uh, when you are responding in a knee-jerk fashion you and I we've got to stop and we've got to say there is power in the pause Many times there is power in the pause uh, and many of us have allowed for the media. Can I just talk about it? And uh, for people in our lives that are ungodly, I hear you Psalm chapter one, uh, to be able to position us in a place where what we're doing is instead of pausing and saying, God, what do you want for me to do? Like there've been some situations recently that have popped up in my life and I, and you know, there are knee jerk responses that immediately come in your flesh. But God is saying those decisions 
decisions are sinking sand decisions. And I, in those moments when I didn't know what to do, the Lord has recently put on my heart, stop and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Does that mean that every time is a stopping time? No, but sometimes you've got to pause because there's power in the pause and you got to trust God to be able in the pause to give you the wisdom that is necessary for you to build what it is that you do on a rock as opposed to sand. Are you with me? So not only does God desire for us not to, to build with wisdom and not just passion, uh, but God desires for us to be building with his backing, building with his backing. I love it. You know, as Romans 8.31 says, if God be for us, who can be against us? It asks this rhetorical question uh, because of the fact that if God is on your side, if you are building with the backing of the Lord, who on earth is going to be against you? It might be painful. Come on, somebody. But even if it is painful, you are when you're building with God's backing. Watch this. I want to tell you this. Building with wisdom may be painful, but its security is generational. Oh, let me say it. Building with wisdom may be painful. Somebody put this in the chat. But its security is generational. What do I mean by this? Because I'm saying, note this. Uh, so the, the story in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27, it tells us about two individuals. Everybody say two guys. One guy builds his house on the rock and another guy builds his house on sand. Now note this, we usually just skip to the end and say, we say, well, the guy who built his house on the rock, his house is still standing. And the guy who built his house on the sand, his, his house is jacked up and is overthrown and he, uh, you know, and, and great was the fall of it. But I want you to note this, the Bible makes it clear that both, house, both houses experience the rain and the winds. Oh my God, are y'all with me? both houses there's some people that will tell you that if you walk in godly wisdom that you're not going to experience any challenges come on somebody how many of you know that this pandemic has affected both the saved and the unsaved come on it the, the bible makes it clear that god reigns on the just and the unjust and the fact is that each and every single one of us even if the end which is the the greatest part ends in our security generationally and we're still standing there's still stuff that you are going to face there's windows that are going to be broken out come on somebody there are many of you i even sense that there's someone in here that you have been ready to give up on god and you feel like god is not with you and the reason why you feel like he's not with you is because you your winds uh, and rains have been blowing and banging up against your house in this time and you're like god i'm putting in this blood sweat and tears i'm building on the rock why is it that the roof shingles are coming off of my roof why is it come on somebody in this place why is it that love ones are still dying why is it that that i'm still experiencing turmoil why is it that stuff is still coming up against me but i wonder if there's a witness in this place that knows that when you build with wisdom there still will be some pain that accompanies it but i'm so glad that i serve a god that promises me that if i build on the rock come on my window might blow out but i'm still gonna be standing come on some shingles i wonder if there's anybody that knows it some shingles might rip off my roof but I'm still going to be standing and not only will I be standing but at the end of it all the fact is that the generations after me are going to have a testimony of security because of God's faithfulness through the storm in my life I wonder if there's anybody that knows that God is faithful that would put those hands together and give him the glory in this place 
even Jesus. Jesus, he, Jesus was building with wisdom, fam. And many people, this why the devil and even others that looked at Jesus thought that it was over and thought that he was in a position where he lost. This why the devil thought that he won because he let him go to the cross. Come on, somebody. Can I preach the gospel in this moment? The devil thought he won when he let them, uh, when Jesus let him pierce him in his hands and pierce him in his feet and put a crown of 72 thorns on his head. It might have looked like he wasn't wise because of the stuff that he was experiencing in that moment. But how many of you know that before that Jesus was building with a promise? The promise uh, was that after three days, come on somebody, that even though he experienced turmoil and he went to a cross and he was even borrowed, not uh, buried, not in his own tomb, but in a borrowed tomb that he got up. Somebody shout, he got up with all power in his hands he got up with a body that was better than the body come on that he went down with who am i talking to and not only that but he also positioned all of us to be able to receive not only salvation but this the, the, the old folk i used to hear a song when i live in the say in the states they used to say there's a leak in this old building y'all there's a leak in this building come on this building is a mess come on there's pains and there's things that we experience but because jesus built with wisdom and went to the cross and rose from death now each and every single one of us we have a, a future us we have future security because he decided to build with wisdom so there may be pain you may experience challenges but at the end of the day there is generational security when you are building with wisdom come here psalm chapter one bible says blessed is the man or the woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the lord come on god's word and the bible makes it clear and on his word because he don't want to walk the blessed man isn't walking after his passion he hasn't been called to cuss out and clap back but because he's been called to walk out and walk in the assignment of God for his life he said he meditates on God's word day and night come on somebody not the desperate housewives of Atlanta uh, the fact of the matter is he meditates on God's word somebody say his word Oh, I'm coming down your road day and night because he wants to and she wants uh, to have a healthy marriage. Come on. Oh, my God. And so the Bible says that person will be like a, y'all, will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water come on and will bring forth a fruit in its season and whatsoever they do come on what do any bible readers in this place or online shall prosper but then he contrasts it to the person who is the wicked the wicked are not so they are like the chaff that the wind drives away who am i talking to and so he says that when you plant and you build with wisdom when you have god's word at the foundation when you build you will experience challenges but things that are planted in God's word have security your leaf can I just declare God's word over you somebody ought to be excited your leaf will not wither come on there are many of you that think that even somebody that's watching I sense that you're dying in this moment and God is telling me to tell you in this moment that your leaf will not wither that your legacy will carry on come on somebody oh my you shouldn't die when you die when you build with wisdom, you can leave this place and go on to be with Jesus. And what you've done gets ready to remain in the earth and continues to give the Lord glory and continues. Come on, Martin Luther King Jr. To make impact even after you're out of this place. 
Are y'all with me? And so the fact of the matter is, when I'm talking about this, we got to build with wisdom. It might be painful, but security is generational. God desires for us to be building with his backing. That's it, man. I mean, there's no, it's nothing like building with his backing. Building knowing that he is with you, that he has your back. I love this. Can I give you another scripture? Anybody else love the word like me? I just love it. I love it. I love it. Online, do you love it? Uh, somebody uh, put Psalm 127 verse 1 and 2 in the chat. Psalm 27 verse 1 and 2. And I'm going to read this one. And I want you to grab this. We're talking about building with wisdom and the contrast between building with God's word and on God's word, God's instruction. The wise man with base uh, uh, juxtaposed against the foolish man. Here we go. Uh, it says, unless the Lord builds the house. Those who build it labor in vain. So unless God's building the house, your blood, sweat, and tears are in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, here's security, the watchman stays awake in vain. So your efforts and your security are in vain. It is, even, it is in vain that you rise up with this pre-stated stuff. In vain that you rise up early and go to rest late. Sound like some of us? Eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives his beloved sleep. Oh my. This flies in the face of everything that society and everything that our world tells us. There are many of you, you're going to show up. Watch this. You're going to show up to, to heaven's gates when, uh, when you pass away or Jesus returns. You're going to go uh, and stand before God and talk about how you busted tail. That's what the whole Matthew 7 is about. That there are even false prophets that cast out devils and tell people stuff that is supernatural. And Jesus is going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Come on, somebody. You're relationship with God uh, your the hard work that you do is not indicative of your relationship with God if it has not been directed or encouraged by God come on and backed by God and there are many of us that we he says unless the Lord builds the house in other words I am supposed to be building with God's backing I am carrying out my calling with God's backing are you when you do that stuff opens for you of your own accord there are people who look at me and look at what we have and look at the doors and the options and the things that have opened. And I tell them it's not because I did, because I'm better than you. It's not because I have a degree. Come on, somebody. I dropped out of college. And the fact of the matter is kids stay in school. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I tell people it's not because of any of these qualifications. You know why it is? It's because of ashy knees. It's because of ashy knees. It's because of seeking God and, and trying to stay planted and hearing what it is that God is saying. Because when you build with God's backing. Oh, I hope somebody grabs this. You don't have to. You, when, you, when you're building with God's backing, you can stop striving. Let me say again when you're building with God's backing you can stop striving there are many of you you have just been busting tail and you've been putting it oh, I'm putting in that work I'm just putting it in we just yeah we do you know team no sleep hashtag <laughs> text says that he gives his beloved sleep 
Don't mean that some of us don't have employment that requires for us to work third shift. Doesn't mean that they're, that's not what he's talking about. But the fact is, he says, we're not eating the bread of anxious toil. You're not to the place where you're riddled with anxiety, where you're like, how is this going to happen? How is this going to work? No, because you are building with God's backing. Are you with me? And then notice he says, the watchmen watch in vain when God is not building the house. There are many of you, you think that your work in your blood, sweat, and tears is guaranteeing you security, but the security you have is just an illusion. Wow. Oh my. I don't know. I want you to grab this. Uh, I, hear, I hear you, Holy Ghost. I hear the Lord saying in the spirit uh, that some of you are one storm away from your collapse. You've been building on sand and you think that what you've been building on has been security, but that security is an illusion. You got three out of four doors locked and, the, and God is saying that this building and this effort that you're putting in, this blood and sweat and tears, I'm in the book. I'm not making it up. It's in the text. He says that you're building in vain. You're watching in vain when the Lord is not building the house or watching the city. Oh man, am I in the book or did I make it, or did I make it up? I'm in the book. Okay, okay, okay. So look, so I want you to understand this. That's why I'm talking about it. He says it's imperative for us to be like the wise man, to hear what God says, to position ourselves, to hear what God says. Because you know, the fact is that common sense is not common. God, listen, why on earth? This is the thing. Would this dude build his house on a sand? On sand? On a sand, I'm a freshie. Why would he build his house on the sand? And we look and we're like, that's a waste. You, yo, guy, why would you invest all your money? You would call out all contractors and get them to lay foundation on sand. Sand is unstable. Sand, it don't make sense. Most of us are like, yo, this guy is shopping. And you're like, it don't make any sense. But the fact is that common sense is not common. And this day and age, there are many people while you're looking at others saying that you are, that you're not making sense for doing what you're doing. There, people are looking at you saying, look at the sand you're building on to oh are you hearing me you're hearing me you're hearing me you know and so the fact is that we got you know this guy this guy maybe he prioritized the beach maybe he's like i want to be near the beach i want to have an open an ocean view and and so i'm a, you know you don't know there are so many reasons why people do the things that they do and so the fact is it's the things that you might think are common are not common to everybody, to everyone. And the things that other people think are, should be common in your understanding are not that way as well. It is case by case. And it's imperative for us. It's imperative for us to position ourselves to be able to hear from God so that God can help us. Because no perfect people allowed. Is it okay for pastors to be honest? Listen, fam, in most cases, I have absolutely no clue what I'm doing. My wife is actually the brains of this whole operation, if I can just be honest. She's way smarter than I ever will be. And at the end of the day, there's so many things that God does. And I'm like, man, God, if you did not direct me, I have absolutely no clue how I would have made it out of that. Am I the only one or any witnesses in here? And so I want to end with this because I want to talk about this. Bible makes it clear that as believers, one of the ways that the Holy Spirit manifests in our lives is called the manifestation of wisdom. In 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 and 9, it talks about how the Holy Spirit in us, because if you are a believer, you have the Holy Spirit. If you're not a believer, you don't have the Holy Ghost, right? But if you are a believer, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And one of the ways the Holy Spirit manifests or shows himself in our lives is through wisdom. God, and here it is, here it is, here it is. 
God's desire is not for you to fluke your way through life. God's desire, God has not called you to the ministry of figure it out. This is why Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, oh Lord help me. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. He don't even call you to be a 50% figure it out. Oh, somebody grabbing this? He says, he says, trust him with all your heart. Don't lean unto your own understanding. So even when you think you figured it out, even that is still sinking sand. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. God's desire is God has already figured it out. God has already, he's in the future waiting to fulfill every promise that he has promised to you. His desire for you is not to sit there and figure it out. He desires and has even built a mechanism into us through the Holy Spirit to manifest wisdom so that we can know and how to act wisely. Some of you, you have the answer, but the answer, the silver and gold, is not what's needed. It's power in that moment. And so, I love this because words of wisdom is the supernatural ability that God gives us, the supernatural ability that God gives us to be able to have the power of God in us to walk with wisdom, to walk wisely, and to be able to build with wisdom so that we don't, end up building on sand and the worst thing for you to do is to look back and to find out that you had built on sand you go to the store and you try to return something and then you looked at the receipt and said no refunds and you got the wrong thing and you paid a thousand dollars for it my may or may not have happened to me I don't know uh, I'm just gonna look this way and not look at my wife in this moment but it's not that God doesn't want for you to know. It's not that God wants for you to twirl chasing your tail in life. But many of us, remember, there's power in your paws. And God is saying it's time for you to stop and listen and don't move. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Woo! I'm telling you, I'm just thinking back. There's power in your paws. If I had a knee jerked and acted the way that I wanted to act, Things would not be the way that they are right now. I wouldn't be over here talking about 16 years of pastoral Wouldn't be the case. But walking in wisdom, building safeguards, doing things of this nature are imperative and are important to you. And so I got my cell phone. And how many of you know that it's not that God has moved? In many cases, God does want to give you wisdom. He does want to manifest wisdom. But the fact of the matter is that when he's trying to manifest wisdom... The situations have happened in life. You may have moved locations. And consequently, you need to reposition yourself to be able to hear from God in this season. Seasons shift, but God doesn't. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's in the same place. But with your cell phone, how many of you know that when you go into a basement, uh, there's sometimes there's some obstructions. Uh, like in the AV room, it's very difficult to, to have reception because there's a cement block right above us. And so sometimes, in order for me to hear when somebody calls my phone, I don't know, I'm just losing my mind on this stuff. You got to go outside. How many of you, I remember I was in India. I was talking to my pastor in India when we were sitting, when we were negotiating to get this building. And of course it happened when I was in India, when all of this was going down. And I was in the bathroom in India, sitting 
with the phone on speakerphone, trying to put it up on a ledge in the bathroom. Yes, pastor. Yeah, I'm negotiating, yelling up to the phone because the only place I could get service was by doing, looking crazy and putting the phone up. How many of you know there's some of you that you're looking crazy, but I would rather look crazy and hear from God than look like the world and be chasing my tail in circles forever. And many of y'all been like the Israelites wandering in the wilderness for far longer than God has desired for you. And a 14 day journey has taken you 40 years because you've been trying to look like everybody else. And God is saying it's time for you to get from the place where you are just chasing your tail and trying to do what everybody else does. Just because it worked for your neighbor doesn't mean that's the journey and the path and the calling that God has for you. Stop letting people talk you out of your destiny. Stop letting people talk you out of what God has called you to and you got to open your ears and say God what is it that you want me to do somebody that's getting ready to walk in wisdom you ought to put those hands together and put your and give the Lord some glory come on you if you believe it somebody ought to praise him like the best rest of your days are going to be the best of your days somebody that says i'm not just doing stuff so that people will like me i don't care about being popular i care about power come on somebody i want to be impactful i want to be potent i want that at the end of the day that god says well done Woo, jesus Lord I'm, I'm gonna stop I'm gonna quit so my question is to you are you building with wisdom are you building with wisdom are you building with trying to keep up with the Joneses are you building your goals or are they God goals God will back you when you do what he said to do and there'll be generational security that's attached oh yes Lord so in this moment I want to call and I'm going to pray for people. I'm going to pray for y'all today before we close. But I want to do this in this moment because, and even for those of you who are watching online, uh, because I want to in this moment invite those of you who are here who do not know the Lord. You don't have a relationship with Jesus in this moment. And in this moment, I want to call you to respond to the gospel, the good news about Jesus. You heard me mention it while I was preaching, talking about how Jesus came. To the earth and he died for our sins why would he do that bible makes it clear that our first parents adam and eve that they disobeyed god they didn't walk in godly wisdom and look at what ends up happening as a result this thing called sin and death wasn't supposed to happen to us it became hereditary and it was passed down just like generational security is passed down through building on god's word generational insecurity is passed down through the decisions of fathers and mothers that children were not even around to see and to experience and Adam and Eve's decision were passed down and consequently Bible says that we all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory born in sin and shaped in iniquity and then Romans 6.23 says the wages of this sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Jesus came. He lived perfect because he knew that you couldn't. And he rose from death with all power. 
and extends to you and me life eternal today. We can have a relationship with God. We can be made new, born again, not because of our works, but because of what he has done. And all we got to do is respond to this incredible love gift that God gives us by giving him our lives, saying, God, take me, make me new. And so somebody under the sound of my voice today, you're hearing this and you're like, man, I hear you about building with wisdom and all that, but I'm not even connected to God. I want to invite you online and here in the house. I want to invite you into relationship with God. So I'm getting ready to lead a prayer of commitment. You know, someone you might be here for the first time. You might be watching for the first time. You're like, this is me and it's my time. I need to respond to the gospel today. I want to give my life to Jesus for the first time. Someone who's here or watching, you might be to the place where you've run away from God. And God is saying to you today, he, you might have run away from him, but his arms are still open wide, waiting to receive you into fellowship. And so in this moment, I want to invite you back into his loving arms. And so every head bow, every eye close, every head bow, every eye close in this moment. And I want to pray this prayer of commitment, lead this prayer of commitment. And I want to invite you into this. We're not going to do anything spooky or weird. I'm not going to call you to the front. I'm not going to do anything like that. But if you're like, this is my time. This is my hour. I need in this moment to give my life to Jesus for the first time. Or I need to recommit my life to him. If that person is you in this moment, on the count of three, every head bow, every eye closed, between me and Jesus, I want you to pop that hand up as high as you can. Say, today is my day to give my life to Christ or to recommit my life to him. Here we go. On the count of three, between me and you and God. One, two, three. Come on, pop that hand up. Pop that hand up in this house if that person's you. I see those hands. Praise God. Come on, don't let anything hinder you. The you who are watching online, go ahead and pop that hand up in this moment. If that person is you today. Praise God. And you can put those hands down now in this moment. Even you online. Praise God for you. And I want you to pray this prayer with me out loud. Everybody in the house, I want you to pray this as well. So we don't let people pray by themselves. But we pray out loud as a sign of support. And those online, I want you to pray this with those who are becoming your brothers and sisters today. And so we just say, God, thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus. Thank you for dying for my sins and rising from death with all power. Come into my life. Make me new and be with me now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, can we put our hands together and give God glory for those who made decisions for Christ on today? Come on, we can do better than that. Let them hear you online if there are people who made decisions the best decision that you could ever make in your life to give your life to Christ. And so I want to pray. I, 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 we're going to close. I want you to stand to your feet in this moment. Praise God. And in this moment, I, you know, and we're taking a little long. I'm just glad to see real people, y'all. Anybody else glad to be in the house still today? Yeah. And so I want to pray over you. I want to pray over you in this moment. I want you to just, if you can, if you're like me, to, it's me today. I need wisdom. I want the wisdom of God to build. I need the wisdom of God to build. If that person is you in this moment, you're like, Pastor, I want you to pray over me. We're not going to come to the front because of social distancing. But the anointing of God, I believe, is in this moment to touch and to strengthen and to give you wisdom. And so if that person is you, I want you, if you're like, I need wisdom, I want you to just stretch your hands to heaven. If you're unashamed, stretch your hands to heaven. Yeah. Okay. 
And I want to pray over you and I want you to receive this and open your heart. God, I just thank you so much for those who are here where every hand is lifted. Lord God, you know exactly what each person is building, what you have put in their hearts to build. Lord, you know where they have been building their foundation on sand. And even in this moment, I ask that you would release unto them the wisdom of God. That they would open their hearts and their minds, even online, Lord. That they would open their hearts and their minds to you, Lord. And that they would pause to get direction from you. So that they would walk as you would desire for them to walk. And that their leaf consequently would not wither. And that what they do would prosper because they are planted and I curse every spirit right now every divisive spirit every spirit that would come to distract I curse it at the root in the name of Jesus in the authority of Jesus name I tell you to go even the spirit of torment that would come to have you chasing your tail the spirit of disorientation we curse you at the root right now and we stand in hey glory we stand in faith against you right now the lord rebuke you and instead lord we pray that you replace it with peace and i thank you that the rest of the their days will be the best of their days and we give you honor and praise in jesus mighty name let everybody say amen